Welcome everybody to Community Soulful. Today we will be recording uh, how can I move on from my toxic relationship and date smarter. We're speaking with Kiana Daniels, who's the author of Girl Move On and Tamia and Mo Parts 1 and 2, also known as The Move On Coach. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. I am so excited. My gosh, I have never spoken with a real life author before. And especially one that's interesting. So I'm very excited. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be able to be on this podcast. And I'm hoping that whoever is listening will learn something and have some key and major takeaways. So let's do it. All right, let's get to it. So let's start off with my first question. What are some signs that you're in a toxic relationship with someone? Yeah, there can be plenty of signs. One of the things that is first to note is checking how you feel. Like if you constantly feel bad in the relationship. So for example, you might be walking on eggshells. You're not really sure if what you say or your behavior is going to impact this person. They might respond in a way that's really negative. You might be in a toxic relationship. If you're being abused physically, mentally, or emotionally, you're in a toxic relationship. If your relationship makes you feel drained. So sometimes when we're dating people, like it's not all like roses and sunshines and unicorns all the time. But if you get in a situation and you're just constantly feel drained and overwhelmed and tired, you're miserable, then you're probably in a toxic relationship. Um, So there are just some signs to know. And I think internally, when we're dating people, like we know when it's off, like we know that people are not perfect and everyone has flaws, but there are some times where we get with a person and you're like, hmm, they're controlling, you know, they're um, too manipulative, they're sneaky or they're cheating. Those are signs that you're in a toxic relationship and they can kind of manifest themselves in different ways, but underlying they're pretty much are all the same. And it it really goes off of, you know, what you know you should be treated like versus what you're experiencing. And when you're able to look at what you're experiencing in a way that's like, this isn't serving me, I'm unhappy, I'm miserable, then you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I don't want to say we've all been there, but at least I have a million times. Um, Yeah, sure. I I remember (laughs) the first one. I... I had little signs, you know, we, when I first met one of my exes, we would hang out and the first like couple of times we would go out on dates, like if I drove, he would like want to control every little thing, everywhere we went, control the radio, you know, anything that we did. And I'm like, this is so weird. And I remember talking to my girls about it and I'm like, he just wants to control every little thing. That was like my first red flag. And so that's a lesson in and of itself. You get the red flags to let you know beep, 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 stop, like, this is not right, this is off, but we tend to ignore them, but that was my first red flag, and it, you know, years later, it turned into something different, where, you know, he, every little thing we did, if, if we didn't do what he wanted to do, he would blow up, and just act completely crazy, and then I would give in to, like, keep him happy, and keep things going, I felt like I was walking on eggshells the whole time. Yeah, I mean, just handing a personal story I remember when I had my first ever boyfriend I was in high school Ugh. I don't know why I got started that early 
Um, and now I'm exhausted and I'm not even 30 yet. Oh my God. But anyway, (laughs) I remember I was just about like 14 years old, something like this. And talk about a toxic boyfriend. I was like every year, my family and I go on a family vacation, just 14 year old me. I remember he actually watched me pack for vacation and like told me what I could wear, told me what I couldn't wear. And at the time, what 14 year old thinks, oh my God, I'm in a toxic relationship. But that relationship set the tone for every relationship I've had the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. I swear to God, I swear to God, like, so fast forward and, you know, like, Every single time I I was dating, I felt like I was just dating the same guy in a weird, different way. Um, Now I've broken the cycle, I want to believe. You know, now I met somebody and and I feel like, oh my God, yes, this is is a good one. Sometimes it takes a a little bit of learning and living before we're able to kind of pinpoint the patterns and the cycles. So yeah, that I, I understand. I've definitely been there. And why do you think so? So why do you think people stay in these toxic relationships or or keep dating the same type of person? I mean, I mean, we heard it. We heard it on your Instagram. Right. And we hear it all the time when they show you who you are. You better believe them. Like when they throw out their red flags, you better believe them. So why why are we always like stuck in this rut? We're stuck going back to the toxic relationship, dating the same type of person, not believing that his behavior yeah. What's you know, going on? a lot of times I think it's because we think we can change a person. So we see a person for who they are and then we say, okay, well, I'm going to fix them. Um, and a lot of folks who are like empaths or like helpers. So I identify as like a person who wants to help, who wants to fix. I like problem solving. So we look at toxic partners and we're like okay if I just work with them or if I just give them some pointers or if I just tell them you know how to act and behave they'll change for me like we have this huge misconception instead of us seeing how a person is and saying okay this is how they are their behavior is consistent this is their character they're not going to change they might have been like this for however many years so let me just note that they're not what Um, I need and let me find a person that you know is so that's one reason another reason is you know sometimes people get desperate (laughs) they get lonely and you'll meet somebody you're like okay (laughs) but I'm tired of being by myself I see all my friends getting married all my friends dating and having children and having families so we gonna work with this because I'm you know getting older and I don't got time to settle you know what I mean so (laughs) oh my god I love it I love it you know it's so crazy that you're saying that it's so crazy that you're saying that because I remember I remember when I was you know I I just got out of college. I was newly single. I had left a guy that I was dating for a few years and, you know, the whole world opened up and I remember my standards, like you had to see my list. If you saw my list on like my prerequisites, the resume I wanted, blah, blah, blah. It was like so funny. And now if you look at my list, it's like, as long as he didn't go to prison, like we might be able to work it out. <laughs> That's um, yeah, it. you know, we all have our list. And I think when we get old enough to understand that sometimes they're not going to knock off everything on our list, but then we're like, okay, at least it's somebody. 
So let me just take this somebody and we'll figure it out along the way. One thing I've noticed in talking to women is, and I ask this when people are going through their um, breakups, whether it's from a relationship or a divorce, like, what were your red flags? Because you knew, like, there's no possible way you didn't know unless, like, you're just the most naive, oblivious person in all of the world. And I don't feel like many of us are like that. Like, there might be people who just, you know, they don't have the capacity to process and understand, but... For most of us, they, we can all sit back and be like, ooh, like this is when it started. Or I remember he did this and I, I saw it, but I ignored it. Or, you know, I just said, I will help him through it or, you know, help her through it. So we We're all changing. Yeah. But we just are like, uh, well, well, we'll work through it. So I just think. But why, why is that? Why are, how come when people not just like the whole red flags thing, but you know, like when you're in, 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 how can, how you say entanglement, entanglement, right? Like an on and off again, relationship. How how do you get out of that? Where's, where's your turning point? I mean, you see all your red flags, you go, you go, but you come back, you go, Mm -hmm. but you come back. How do you break, I guess the addiction where, where, where do you go from there? I think if, depends on the person I think when someone is truly ready to let go they will let go and that's really hard especially for like people who are your family or friends because they see you you know when you get fed up then you will go ahead and let it go but you have to get to a space where you realize that your worth is way more important than the relationship and that's what it was for me you know I went through it on and off again and I mean it was on and off again for 10 plus years we were just going back and forth going back and forth And then it kind of hit me like, you are never going to let this go. You will never get to where you want to go if you keep investing your time in this. So invest time in yourself. So I really had to start looking inward. And so if someone wants to leave a toxic relationship, they have to start looking inside to see like, what's going on with me? And what I did is I started going to therapy. And my therapist, I've been with the same therapist for almost two years now. Wow. Um, And just kind of unpacking some stuff that happened to me in my childhood, some of my disappointments and trauma um, that I experienced as a child. But it really has to take a decision. Like if you can make one small decision to say, I'm going to leave this alone and then get the support that you need in forms of friends and family and stick to it, then you can get out. Otherwise, you'll go back and forth. I talk to women all the time on social media and they'll say, yeah, I've been in a toxic relationship for 17 years or, you know, I've been dealing. And I'm like, whoa, you know, that is a long time. But when you are not in the mindset or in the capacity to let it go, then you'll continue to stay. Once you make that decision, you then decide that no matter what comes or how they come back at you, you will stick to that decision. And then you're able to, to, to free yourself in a sense. Yeah. So it, it sounds like it really comes down to that aha moment and then finding a support group or, or people around you that can really encourage you to, to find your voice and find your meaning in life and, and leave this other toxic person behind. And I'm so happy that, you know, you brought up like, even if it's your family and it's your friend, because so often when we associate toxic relationships, we think about a romantic partner and like, I'm kind of going through this thing right now where I have this cousin that, you know, unfortunately I'm probably never going to talk to the rest of my life because like every single time I talk to them, they just make me feel bad. They like control me with guilt, control me with fear, control me with like all these horrible emotions. So 
I'm glad that you brought that to light and also brought to light, like talk to a therapist. You've had the same one for like 10 years. I mean, I actually, this is horrible to admit, especially because I think it's so necessary is I just found a therapist. So I just started talking to this woman and you know, it's crazy. I, I always thought like people go to therapy to like cry. I go to therapy every week and I just like laugh my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely getting this point. I need in that fact. So, so happy that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also when it does come to, to, you know, the support group and, and just like the moving on part, how long should somebody wait before they should move on from a toxic relationship? Um, so in terms of like, like moving on and, and dating again, I don't like to say that there's one time period that fits all. So it's not a one size fits all standard. I recommend that people do the work. So if you've done the work to truly heal from being in a toxic relationship and you've examined yourself and why you entertained a toxic relationship and reflect it, then you can move on because what you might find is that you move on too soon and then you're right back with another toxic person because you didn't take the necessary time to figure things out. So I would recommend that, I mean, definitely don't jump out there like a weeks or a month later. You need some time to really take a step back, reevaluate, heal, um, work on yourself and then go out there and date. I, for me, I, it was kind of, I, I knew I was ready to date um, after I had really done that hard work. So with my therapist breaking things down and, you know, now me and my therapist can laugh about things, but <laughs> like yours, but when we first started, I was crying with her every session, I'm just heartbroken and trying to piece myself together. And, and I knew at that time, I'm like, I could not date because I can't give this energy to somebody else. And so now, you know, we're laughing and talking and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm in a, a good space. I'm ready to date. And it wasn't a time limit that I put on it. I just, it was a feeling that I knew, like I've done my work. Um, I'm in a better space. If I move on to someone else, I know that I will not accept a toxic relationship and I'll be in a position to say I've healed. So I won't put any, you know, residue from my past onto another person. So it varies um, person by person. Just don't hop out there too quick because you don't want to get into another relationship just to have a rebound and you've done no work towards your healing you don't want to do that yeah yeah i agree do you want to know like a a really sad reality or like sad truth i guess yeah let's Um, hear it so in my last relationship that i was in you know when you said like don't don't start until you're ready right so like wait do the do the work i was ready to date the next day (laughs) um i i i had been with somebody for for a few years and it was so over before it was over oh my god it was so over and it's just crazy because yeah sometimes like putting the work in like you need your time you need to be single but my god I was like ready beyond ready because I I was just but yeah being single is liberating but also so is dating like really fun people that are awesome and find the right person but you know I wish I had this conversation with you when I was like my 18 year old self and don't we all we like when I was 18 19 20 that's when I was getting started in toxic relationships and I wish I oh I started much sooner which is why I wrote the book (laughs) because I work with students I'm an educator and um I remember listening to two of my students um at the time talking about their toxic boyfriends and they were talking about the same thing I was experiencing and I was like I don't know, at least seven or eight years older than them at the time. And I was like, this is not good. Like, 
they're freshmen, sophomores in college at this time. And I'm a full-time professional. We're all going through the same things. And that's what really got me to say like, okay, I really need to pull back. And that's why I wrote my book, Girl Move On. Um, Not just for them, but for me, because I needed to show them and show myself that I could actually let go of the toxic relationship because I remember in that moment telling them like you guys don't deserve that you're so beautiful you're so smart you have so much going for yourselves why are you dealing I'm telling them all these truths that I am believing myself that I wasn't putting into practice myself so I had to really get it together um so yeah and I, I think everyone can decide you know sometimes it is fun to get back out there and date and to have a little bit of fun um, while doing your work. So you, it could be both. It depends on the person. Yeah, I agree. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think you're, you're, in order to be successful in your next relationship, especially after your toxic one, what does it look like? What does it take? I mean, we, we're talking a lot about putting the work in, but you know, for me, the hardest part is I remember when I, I think my boyfriend's going to kill me after he hears this podcast, but uh-huh. I remember... <laughs> I remember when we first started dating, like my reaction to everything I didn't like was to just like raise my voice because um, I dated an animal and that's all I've ever known. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, that's really all I've ever known in relationships. Like you don't like something like you yell, like you don't, if something doesn't go your way, like it's the end of the world. Like that's, that's what I was taught. That's what I went through. That's what I knew. And so I didn't know how to be in a, in a successful or like however you should define successful or happy relationships. So how do you, I mean, how do people move on from that? How do they go on to the next step? I think the first key is recognizing that you're not, your next relationship is not going to be perfect because you have two imperfect people trying to make a life with one another. And so I want to recommend for anybody that is getting out of one to continue to be self-aware. So one thing I'll give an example from my life. So I, and this stemmed back to my childhood with my dad not being present in my life like he was supposed to. I always felt like when I dated guys that they were going to leave me. And so I would do anything in my power to get them to stay. Like if we would have like a simple argument, um, I would be like, oh my God, he's gonna break up with me. And so after I got out of a toxic relationship and I got with a guy who wasn't toxic, I remember one of our first disagreements and I'm like, oh my God, he is going to break up with me. And I remember asking him, I'm like, are, are we, are you done with me? And he's like, what? No, like we just had like a basic argument. And I realized that that was something that I had gotten not only from my toxic relationship but from my childhood that I've spent a lot of time trying to address because you know I felt like I was going to be abandoned just because something happened that was that you know didn't cause us to be in agreement so I would say just constantly be self-aware if you can't talk it through with a trusted friend or a therapist to just kind of write things down to make sure you're not like reverting back to habits that you might have from your toxic relationship or like things you might've done to protect yourself. Like you were just saying, like you were yelling and screaming all the time because that's what you knew. But then it it gets to a point where you're like, okay, why am I doing this? How can I correct this? 
maybe in the thick of an argument, we take a breather and we, you know, walk away from each other and come back. So it's a work in progress. Like you're not going to be, have it to be perfect, but if you're self-aware and you're continuing to work on yourself while you're working on a relationship, then you should be successful in a relationship after the toxic one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at least for me, a huge part of the success in the relationship was like dating somebody that like, not only was I able to become self-aware, but the other person had a self-esteem and he pretty much told me like, if you act this way, it's, it's never going to work. And not just not because I won't accept it, but just because it's, it's not, it's just not like a livable situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say a healthy guy or a healthy partner, they they're gonna tell you like, hey, this, you know, I see this is your behavior, and let me tell you how this is gonna go. You know, they ain't not gonna put up with that yelling and stuff. So you have an opportunity to correct it real correct it really quickly. And if they're a loving, healthy person, they'll give you the opportunity to fix it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love that. Like uh, a non-toxic, a toxic person. If you were with another toxic person, they would start yelling and screaming right with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why you know, gotta be forever grateful when you meet somebody that makes you want to level up. Um, yes, I love that. I love it too. I love it too. And, and I mean, I want to, I want to circle back because I know that we were talking before about the flags and the one meeting people and whatever. And I definitely wanted to like say this story because it's been a story that has always been on my mind and I've always thought about, but I definitely wanted to share it with you because you've shared so many stories here today with us. But when I um, started, you know, dating when I was like 14, whatever, when I was younger, um I come from an Italian American family and so growing up like that's all I wanted to be with was like a same type of guy like and I always believed that if I dated somebody that looked like me that was like me that that had you know already off the bat things in common with me that it would work and the love would be stronger so I met somebody in like 2019 and honestly walked away from that person for the stupidest reasons ever like just not being able to be self-aware not being able to be comfortable in my own skin then like fast forward, met them again in 2020. And that person has changed my life. And the reason why I never was able to go through this like personal transformation or self-actualization before that is because I, not only was I like blind to red flags and always wearing these pink glasses, but I literally had such a type in my head that I just couldn't get it out. And like, I don't know. I don't know if you could like speak to that or if you could talk. I know that that you've talked about, you know, seeing signs and ignoring them. But what do you think about not only just seeing signs, but actually blinding yourself to opportunities? Yeah. You know, I think that I love this. I love that you brought that up because red flags are one thing, but also just kind of I want to call it something that like, maybe like our survival thing that we see people who are good for us, but we're like, I don't know, this might be bad. So we're just trying to like protect ourselves. Like, I don't know if this is going to be a good fit or this might go completely left. So let me like avoid it when actually they're, they're really amazing people. Yeah. Um, And so I think, you know, giving love a chance helps. I know in my last relationship, um, 
when I met him, I'm like, he is unlike any guy I've ever met. And my mom was like, maybe that's what you need. Like, maybe you need to do a completely old overhaul you know you know stop because he wasn't my type like in looks he had he had a lot of great things going for himself but he just wasn't my type it unfortunately didn't work out but he was you know he was a decent guy and so I think that's a fear maybe that we have to address within ourselves and I, I agree it's not that you might not be seeing the red flags it's just that you might not be as open to receiving love from something that doesn't look like what you thought you were supposed to get yeah you never know that person might be the person to help you and I also do want to add that I don't think that you have to be all the way together or perfect to find a healthy relationship because we will all continuously have to work on ourselves and it might be that the person you're supposed to be with can help you to overcome some of your um, issues that you have or some of your flaws or the the way you guys fit together it, it works um, but yes just be open open to um, accepting and receiving love if it's healthy sometimes it might seem to us like oh no I'm scared is this what I really should be doing when really it is. Um, and so we have to be, give ourselves space to experience because it might be something that could change your life. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I, what a great mom you have. I mean, let's give it up for the mothers. Yes, yes mama. My mom always telling me don't judge a book by its cover, but you know, I did that anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, where would we be without them? It's such great that's such a great comment in there. And I also love how you brought up like that survival thing. We just went from talking about toxic relationships to philosophy and we're Darwin, we're Darwining the shit out of this podcast. Yeah, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep it, you know, keep it multifaceted. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so, so let's, let's end here. And my, my final question is going to be somebody's listening right now and they're stuck in a relationship. They're stuck in an entanglement. They're in an on and off relationship and they want some advice from you, what's the most important thing that you could tell them? Um, one of the most important things I could say is... Girl, move on. Girl, move on, absolutely. <laughs> and one question that I love to ask, I like to, le- I like to lead with questions when I work with people because, you know, sometimes you just cannot flat out tell somebody, girl, move on. So what yeah. I would ask is... In 10 years, what do you want your life to look like? And if this toxic relationship is not included in that, then you might want to take the necessary steps to move on. Because sometimes we just see things for what they are right now in the moment. Well, right now, this, right now, that. Okay, in 10 years, if you find yourself that that you still, you're still dealing with this person, you're still dealing with this toxic relationship, you're still unhappy, you're still miserable, will you be happy with yourself? Will you have considered it wasted time? Um, Will you be regretful that you didn't try to find somebody else? If the answer to those questions are yes, then you should move on. If it's no, go ahead and stay. And then in 10 years, you'll probably look back like, man, I wasted time. Um, I could have moved on and worked on myself or I could have been married to somebody else or just living life differently. It doesn't always have to be connected to finding another partner. But look at yourself, maybe not even 10 years, five, maybe a year or two, and then make some decisions based off of that. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. I mean, that was, that was a good way to end. And, and I feel like I have learned so much. And at the same time, I, I was able to get so much heat off, heat off of me from all these toxic relationships. Uh- <laughs> well, thank you. I had fun and I wish you much success and um, your endeavors with your platform. I can't wait to hear some of your other interviews and thank you so much for having me on oh thank you i'm i'm super excited too and um i'll make sure that when i announce the podcast we're gonna put all of kiana's information up on instagram so if anybody wants to go and follow her uh, needs help moving on you can find author kiana daniels handle on instagram go ahead and give her a follow reach out to her you're okay with that kiana yes absolutely come follow my page we have a lot of fun on my page (laughs) All right. I love it. Thanks, Kiana.